Hey, did you miss us? Uh, we're back another episode of the Five Tool Baseball Podcast. I'm Dustin McComas, joined once again, as always, by Drew Bishop. And uh, it's it's been a while between Thanksgiving and life and new kids and kids that have been around for a little while. There's there's been a uh, been a lot going on um, um, for us, but we're back. Uh, with another Friday edition. Uh, first off, Drew, how are you doing? How is the new little one? How is uh, managing two little people now in the household? Well, I think, you know, realistically, baby's been, you know, knock on wood, and I say this relatively, but he's been pretty easy. Uh, but just the dynamic of two is what changes so much, you know, yeah. like figuring out who's going to do what. And if if number one doesn't want uh, mom to do this when dad's doing that, it, it can be a problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but yeah, no, it's been good. You know, we're just trying to stay away from, from, uh, from the daycare, uh, daycare sicknesses that go yeah. around this time of year. So, yeah, that's, that got us, unfortunately. So I guess one of the positives about co-hosting a podcast is, um, you get to vent and people have to listen to it. I guess I can turn it <laughs> off, but it's been, it's been the, I described it as like the, one of the longest, fastest weeks of my life um, coming off of Thanksgiving where daycare was closed for a week. So it's just like, okay, you've got like yeah. nine days of them in the house. Like it's raining outside. It's cold. Like there's only so much time you have to just kind of let the family help watch them a little bit. So it's like, oh, we're pulling our hair out. So we finally get them back to school and they're they're both excited. Jack's fired up and, and he's doing great. And you know, Lucy, what was it, Monday night or Tuesday night? Um, she was fine. And then like in her sleep, she was breathing weird. And like, well, we let's wake her up. Mm-hmm. And um it's just those respiratory deals, like they're just for little ones. I mean, she's five months old, like it's terrifying because like they yeah. start sounding different and it's like oh, they yeah. can't tell you what's going on. What's so, wrong? You know, having to yeah. having to take her to Dell Children's and and she ended up having RSV, which is is uh those three letters are, are pretty scary for little ones, but yeah, fortunately it's been pretty it's been mild, but it's just like uh you know, she's got uh, who knows where she got that. Probably daycare. It's it's like the big yeah. three right now. Do you avoid the flu, the flu, COVID or RSV? Like chances are you're probably going to get one of them at some point. So yeah. she's been doing OK. She's she's definitely more like herself today. Fortunately, she's been sleeping OK and stuff like that. Just been really tired. But, man, it's just like when you see their their ribs and stuff start moving that way. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's scary. scary. So had that going on. And then I went out the other night. And I was looking, you know, I have a little outdoor tavern deal and I throw the ball to Willie out there late at night, kind of give him some attention and have a little TV out there to watch some games. For those stuff. that I mean, don't know, Willie's the dog. Willie's the dog. Yes. Willie's the dog. Um, a ferocious 11 pound Shih Tzu. And I'm looking at our tree out there. So we only have one tree out there and I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh boy, at some point, one of the big, like huge limbs coming off the main little area split and i'm thinking mm-hmm. oh no is this salvageable like you know they can kind of drill holes in there and cable it and whatever uh turns out it's not we had a arborist come out and he goes this is what i would call an emergency situation like do not let your kids stand under this or anything i'm like oh my gosh so we had to have somebody come remove it and like that was our only tree in the backyard and now it's gone and for mm-hmm. those of you who don't know 
tree removal is not cheap. Um, it's it's quite expensive. And uh, we're trying to sell our house, which we're about to take back off the market because it's just nothing's happening with it right now. It's like, oh, yeah, by the way, our tree's not there anymore. I had to get mm. rid of that. And and I didn't I learned a lot about trees this week. I didn't know that the trees that people plant that aren't like just naturally occurring organic trees, they pump them with so much nutrients to grow really fast. Well, this one just started growing horizontally really fast. And we'd even have it like shaped at one point and it still grew so fast. I just, it just got heavy and the wind and the water and a branch broke off during the freeze. So we had that going on. And then we've got some mark on our, our ceiling in one of our rooms that looks like water. We don't know where that's, coming from so it's uh it's it's been been a uh it's it's been a week it's been a week in the house uh a lot lot of things going on and uh homeowning and parenting and a lot of things happening at once has been uh oh let's just say that uh the the beer fridge has been open and closed a few times (laughs) you know late at night once we finally get the kids to bed and hopefully they don't wake back up and and run out poor jack one night when we had to take Lucy to the emergency room. I stayed back with him and he got up and wanted mama and she wasn't here. And he like was demanding. I open the front door and show him that the car oh, was gone no. at like midnight. So we had to FaceTime her and oh, it's just, it's just been a week, but uh, we're going to talk, we're going to talk some baseball. Um, if you missed it uh, earlier, I believe it was earlier this week. I'm getting my days mixed up right now of everything going on, but we released the five tool 2022 all summer team. Um, so this was uh, the the brainchild of, of Jeff Kahn, our, our VP and social media guru. And he does a fantastic job with, with all of our media content and, and all the accounts and things like that. And uh, did a really cool job with the graphics as always and went through and uh, got a bunch of stats and, uh, came up with our all summer team. And um, I, I think that it's most, it's geared a lot towards, yeah, it's, it's a lot of our main events, like the Muncie, the Bregman, the Pudge, the Mattingly, the five tool world series, the five tool West world series. So a lot of our, like, you know, it's you're if you perform in those events, you're doing it against really, really um, solid competition. So we wanted to go through and, and highlight those guys and, and uh, you know, invite you to go check out our coverage there at fivetool.org of the All Summer Team, and um, a lot of names that we've we've probably talked about before, um, but maybe a couple that we haven't necessarily talked about a ton um, that made this this list. And um, well, why don't you start us off in the outfield with with one of your guys? Because I consider the Aidens um, a, a Drew a Drew Bishop scouting victory because you were on these guys really early on and. Um, Aiden Howard unsurprisingly made the list as is an all summer guy for us. Yeah, so our our outfield uh, consists of Aiden Howard, 2023 from Hebron, DBU commit, Braylon Payne, 2024 uh, from Elkins, a Houston commit. Another good job that that staff's done down there mm-hmm. uh, with him, and then Brett Smostrela, 2023 from Pearland, uh, plays for the Houston A's and is the Sam Houston State commit, but. Um, we saw all three of these guys really perform well yeah. um, throughout the summer. Um, you know, some of them played in more events than others, but some of them were at their best and our biggest stuff. Uh, but, you know, we've talked at length about Aiden Howard. He's one of our favorite guys. Um, sky's the limit for him. Um, yeah. Going to be a big part of a, a Hebron team that should be really good this year. I, I'm really excited to get out and see them play. Um, then you go down to the 12s, Braylon Payne, uh, just – 
incredible athlete, really good baseball player, fun to watch, um, hit 488 over 43 at bats, 12 stolen bases, uh, just makes stuff happen. Kind of a, you know, fire starter, um, fire plug for that, for that offense on a really good 12, uh, maroon team. And then, you know, we, that our first look at Brett Smostrela was, um, I guess in the, in the Mattingly and like every time he looked over, he was doing something, mm-hmm. something special, but through 74 at bats, he hit 400, two home runs, 22 RBIs, uh, nine stolen bases and just, you know, but it seemed like every time he looked over, he was doing something impactful in the game. Yeah. Um, just, you know, that's a really good get for Sam Houston, uh, really athletic can really run, uh, just a really good player that was really exciting to see in the Mattingly. Yeah, he was, you know, I had seen him earlier in, in one of our Houston events and, um, really stood out then i mean great looking guy physically you knew there's some tools there but he just he just kept hitting like all of summer and then the mattingly yep. um he had a bomb there that was just like a whoa you know kind of moment um off the bat and another pairlane guy you talked about hebron pairlane is one you know i'm super fired up to to go see because you know just going through the 23s and um, doing a ton of work on our, our 24 list, which will come out soon. It's basically done. Um, so look for that next week. But Pearland's going to be loaded, and he's going to be a big, big part of that. And he was a big part of it last year. You know, they had a really good team last year, and he was a top performer for them. And um, Braylon Payne, like, he's speaking of 24 rankings and things like that. The more I dig on Braylon Payne and, and going back through my notes on him and talking to people about him, like, he's – He's a special, special talent, and he really took off this summer. You know, I, I feel like that he tapped into his athleticism more. The skill started to show more. I mean, you mentioned it. He hit 488, and I have to go back yeah. and look, but I, I think he only struck out like five times, six times. So this is a guy that's not only hitting at a high clip, he's not punching out. And he's got he's got some power too, you know. He's, mm-hmm. he's not a twenty in in the in the power category. Um, you know, he had a we got a vid- really good video of him the home run he hit at Brenham High School this summer, and it was on a line and it got out in a hurry. Um, so he's he's even got a lot of juice in there as well. But um, I think the sky's the limit for him. Uh, I think that he's definitely one of the best outfielder prospects in the state for the twenty twenty four class, but. Um, really, really exciting group of outfielders. Uh, you may, I mean, you mentioned Aiden Howard, man. We saw him so much, and uh, he just produced over and over and over again. You know, whether it was area code, whether it was Connie Mack qualifier, where it was Mattingly, whether it was scout team stuff with the Blue Jays in the fall. Like, I mean, steals, defense, hitting from both sides of the plate. Like, it's just, it was very, very consistent uh, throughout the summer. So, no surprise to see him on the list there. Um, starting with the infield going around the horn here, Aiden Terry at third base, um, played for one of the Dallas Tigers teams, uh, community high school. He's a Northeast Texas commit. Um, I saw him, um, early in the summer at Sam Houston state event and, uh, he really stood out and man, he performed, uh, hit 486, two homers. He also got in the mound and threw a lot of strikes on the mound, but I definitely think he's a guy that's going to be a position player. Uh, moving forward i think that is an amazing get for northeast texas because no he, he can hit he can really hit um and then sawyer far in the 2024 class texas a&m commitment playing for dallas tigers bergman um hit 438 this summer um he was so good at one point i think we have like a three minute highlight reel of him just from one weekend 
um, <laughs> online at YouTube. Um, Avery Ortiz from the BBA Titans, uh, Union Oklahoma prospect at Oklahoma State commit, hit 519 uh, with three homers and just 27 at-bats in, in some of our premier stuff, seven steals as well, big-time hitting talent. Um, and then Carol LaBeouf, is that my pronouncing that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope LaBeouf. I am. Um, yeah. from, from Marcus, uh, 2025 prospect played for the Texas Cannons hit 450 with seven homers. Um, and also got on the mound with a 2.01 ERA with 47 strikeouts and 31 and the third innings pitch. But, uh, another one of those Marcus guys, it just seems like they're, they're one of those programs that it's just like every year it's like, okay, you know who the, the top seniors are, but there's another guy coming through the ranks here. That's going to be a big time talent. Um, and he certainly looks like he's kind of next in line for those guys based on his summer performance. Yeah, he he no doubt had a good showing for the Cannons. Uh, I know that staff thinks a lot of him. He can just really hit uh, mm-hmm. eight doubles, like you said, seven home runs, 33 RBIs. Uh, that, that'll that get it done at that age group. That's a lot of home runs for, for someone yeah. his age. Um, he said Avery Ortiz, obviously a really good get for Oklahoma State. Yeah. Uh, put up those big numbers. Um, I mean, like you said, three home runs and 27 at bats, that'll, that'll work. Um, yeah. 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 Eight, eight of his 14 hits for, for extra bases. Um, solid player really enjoyed watching him play. Um, uh, obviously Sawyer Farr, we've talked a lot about him, really good athlete, uh, big pickup for A&M. He's got a chance, man. He fills out like, you know, he, he's just kind of one of those, one of those long list of you know, yep. guys that t- tall and thin, and you can just dream on what they can be in a couple of years, what they get in the weight in the weight room and get on the right program. But yeah, just he such a, such an exciting player to watch really good athlete. Um, mm-hmm. Always looks like he's in control. Um, you know, good actions, fun to watch for sure. Uh, and then Aiden, Aiden Terry just hits every time you look up, he's yep. getting hit. Um, so yeah, good get, like you said, for Northeast Texas there. It, it, what's interesting too about this list is um three switch hitters with Sawyer Farr, Aiden Terry, and um and Aiden Howard. You know, I, I don't know if that's just kind of if that's just a you know a one-time thing or whatever, but I, I feel like we're starting to see um switch hitting kind of pick back up again, you know, going through some of the 2024 guys for for our rankings research and things like that. Um, there's, you know, Sawyer Farr is obviously going to be, you know, one of the more highly rated guys on that list, but there's other guys on there that have been like legit switch hitters. And it seems like it's kind of making a little bit of a comeback, um, which is exciting. I, I you know yeah. it's it certainly makes you more, in, I, I think it makes you more intriguing as a prospect, you know, cause you know, we, we all talk about the platoon splits and things like that. I mean, it's a way to keep yourself in the lineup if you can hit from, from both sides of the plate, but just, just interesting that three guys on this list who ended up being, um, switch hitters uh going to the uh to the battery here um Braden Bergman uh 2024 player I played for the Dallas Tigers Bergman his dad coaching that team he's a Baylor commitment area code guy really stood out um on the mound this summer 19 innings pitched 29 strikeouts only seven hits and had a zero ERA <laughs> that's that's uh and that's good that that's, that's incredible and only two walks too I mean so we're talking about a guy that's living in the zone throwing strikes to the stuff and just nobody hit him this summer. And then with the bat too, hit 386, couple home runs, 24 RBI, a couple, you know, uh, uh, five triples really swung the bat. Well, I know that that's something that 
kind of stood out to me at area code was I was impressed with the way he hit. I knew he could yep. pitch. Yeah. And I think Same. that's ultimately going to be his, his, you know, his calling at the next level, but he swung the bat well and naturally. Um, so he had a fantastic summer. And then Akai Kea uh, from the Hawaii baseball group, uh, a Vanderbilt, recent Vanderbilt commitment. We saw him at area code. And one of my crowning achievements as a video guy was getting his bomb on camera that he hit there. Um, it was big time. I believe he hit that off of Caminetti, the 2025 yep. lefty for the Reds, who was like, I think was probably the best prospect at the at the event. Um, and uh, uh, Jeff had a good uh, good note about him. So he he had four player of the game honors um, <laughs> and, uh, and only 24 at-bats. So we're saying that you know he probably played, what, like six games and was player of the game four times. In our big events out there at the West, you know, World Series and things like that. So, um, really exciting 2024 prospect. Unsurprising to see Vanderbilt jump on him, especially after his area code performance in the summer that he had. So, um, two really, really good prospects in that 2024 class. Yeah, definitely exciting. Uh, loud tools for both of those guys. Like you said, Braden was really handled the bat well um, yeah. out of area code and but really impressed with him because, you know, most of what you see from him is stuff about his pitching, which obviously um, he earns and uh, dominates on the mound, but on the mound, like he, you know, for a guy that throws as hard at his age, he's not just a stuff guy. Like he, he knows how to to pitch. He's not a thrower. Um, You know, so that's that he's just another in a long uh, line of guys that are Baylor commits that are going to have a decision to make as going to play two ways or focus on one or, do a little of one and a little of the other, you yeah. know, who knows, but you know, it's always good to have options. Um, physical prospect, a huge, huge get for the, the staff at Baylor. Um, he's, he's got a chance to be a ringleader type for that entire program. Yeah. I know they're really excited about him. And then um, Kaya, you know, with the, the Vandy commit, you know, that that's always cool to see when you see these guys that are uncommitted early and then they just go up, go out and put up performances like he mm-hmm. did, you know, both in our stuff and out at area code. And, you know, and then you see him commit to a place like that. Um, so it's exciting to see guys like that get some exposure um, all the way from Hawaii, um, you know, and just uh, it's a great spotlight for for him, not only him, but his program and yep. islands and all that, because there's a lot of good baseball out there. And there is. I was looking forward to going out there for the, for the Sandlot stuff, uh, early, early next year. Um, but yeah, uh, really good job by Jeff on this group. I mean, th- this is no simple task, <laughs> especially no, getting to- the stats and stuff. Yeah. Getting the stats is, is, um, it's not as easy as you, you'd think it is. Um, it takes a lot, a lot of work to go back through there and, yeah, I know that Hawaii Sandlot deal we do out there, you know, that I know we've been tweeting out the some of the guys have been accepting in, accepting invites and things like that is really, really cool um event and you know helps get those guys some exposure out there. And it's just really fun, you know. It's just yeah. the guys just go out there and play and it's loose and it's it's just a really good time. And it is kind of like a Sandlot style game. So um, well, those are the guys that made the all summer group. Um, and I, one thing about Bergman too, I didn't realize, you know, I was talking to his dad the other day, just kind of getting some background on their, their team and their performances in the summer and things like that. And, uh, um, three sport athlete, um, you know, I know he's had to kind of, I think he gave up football recently to kind of really focus in on baseball and things like that, but, um, basketball, football, baseball, I mean, and I think that really shows like he just, he, no when he gets out on the diamond, just like his movements and things like that, 
um, just a lot of kind of natural athleticism. So um, you don't really hear many times guys that actually can can pull off all three, especially at a pro, like a high school like Plano East. You know, that's right. That's that's quite the achievement there. Last so. guy I can remember doing that was Wes Bankston. Yeah, Wes Bankston was a freak when because the Plano schools were so big, they were in our district that yeah. Back then, if you were like the freshmen and sophomores were not at the main high school, they were split um at freshman and sophomore centers so if you were a, a sophomore on varsity in any sport that was huge because yeah they, their deal. schools were just so big they had over four thousand kids and or excuse me over four thousand juniors and seniors um but west was the starting quarterback uh started on the basketball team and started on the baseball team as a freshman and all three i'm pretty sure Wow. Um, definitely as a sophomore, but I, I know he was at least on varsity and at least two of them as a, as a freshman. So yeah, he was a freaky freak and uh, uh, Braden definitely, you know, being able to do it at that level for Plano East. They're another team that has some guys that I'm excited to get out and see yes. them play this spring because yes. they've got, they've got some, some high profile commits and some really good players too. Yeah. Those, those Plano and Plano East matchups um, figure to be really, really, um, really good. And what do we say too about those guys that are multi-sport guys? Sometimes you start to see the skill really accelerate later on in their career because they start focusing a little bit more on baseball or they start getting the more mm-hmm. reps and they start to kind of, mm-hmm. from a rep standpoint, kind of start to catch up to those guys that have been just the, the one sport guys throughout their career. So, and I think that's what we're seeing with Braden. I think that's that's what we're going to continue to see as well. So um, in addition to our, our uh, all-summer team selections there, we've got a long, 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 long list of honorable mention guys for the uh, for the five-tool all-summer team. And we're not going to mention all of them because it would probably take a, about a couple hours. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's all online at fivetool.org. There's a bunch of guys. I mean, obviously, you know, you go through the summer and all our events and stuff like that, you're going to have a ton of guys that really performed at a high level and, uh, you know, picking just a starting nine, it's, it's pretty difficult when you look at some of these stats as well. So um, we're going to go through and mention a couple of guys that, that have caught our attention routinely throughout the summer um, and things like that. And uh, um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to steal Aiden Smith from you, but I'm going to highlight, um, you know, AJ Ripley was a left-handed pitcher that I saw for the Dallas Patriots. Go oh, to JJ Pierce. He's on my list. <laughs> well, I thought you were going to take Aiden Smith for sure. Um, but I saw him a couple of times and, you know, had the curveball working, um, you know, through strikes. You know, I, I liked that I saw him, I believe, in the pudge. And his first outing was just kind of uncharacteristically kind of scattered a little bit. But his second outing in that event, he had a really short relief appearance and then he came back and he was, re- it was really strong, performed really well. Uh, I think he's an exciting left-handed pitching prospect in, in that area. Uh, I think he's going to be a guy that, uh, um, is definitely on the radar. I believe he's still uncommitted, right? Um, he's definitely yeah, going to be well, on the radar of he, a lot of programs. He, he's the one. Uh, he's the one that went head to head with Tate Evans in that. I think it was a ended up being oh, a one okay. zero, uh, one zero uh, playoff game. Um, that was out at uh, shoot at Little Elm. That was that was one of the best performances I've seen of the whole you know, spring or summer for, but from both guys, both AJ and, uh, and Tate Evans, but that was a game where I don't think, yeah, Pierce didn't get a guy to second base safely. I don't think, um, and he struck out like, I don't know, something like 16 or something stupid, but yeah, it was a, uh, but, and and AJ matched him pitch for pitch, um, was, was really, really good. That was, that was a really impressive outing for him. 
Um, one of the guys that I was going to bring up was um, Adriel Figueroa, uh, 2025 from Sandia High School in New Mexico. Um, one of the ABA guys. He's the one that Matt Foote didn't tell me about in time, but uh, I'll just continue <laughs> continue to bring that up for as long as as long as we know him. But yeah, no, really exciting player, really good baseball instincts, um, can really play defense, and as he continues to get stronger, I think he's going to really hit. Yeah, he hit the he hit Nars to four seventy seven with eight steals. That's uh yeah, that's uh that's quite the performance there. Um Aiden Smith obviously had a fantastic summer. We've we've talked about him so much, unquestionably one of the best outfield prospects, not just in Texas, but in the nation as well. Um, I wanted to highlight Andrew Ramos. Um, you know, I got a really good look at him um in our pledge event. He actually played in a lot of our stuff with the off-speed athletics blue program. And he's a he's a big time two-way talent. Uh, he ended up hitting 552 in 29 at bats with a homer, 10 RBI, um, few walks, few doubles. Uh, and on the mound, you know, I saw him when he faced the uh, the 12 Maroon 2024 group in the Pudge. And, uh, man, he brought it. The stuff was really strong. Um, he had a zero ERA with 25 strikeouts in 14 of the third innings. Uh, just there's, there's a lot to like. I mean, I believe the fastball was up to, I think he hit 90 at one point. He definitely, I saw him up to 89. I know at the pudge, um, but he executed the slider, uh, feel for, for different breaking balls, change up as well. Like there's a ton to like about him. And, uh, I, I think that he's, he's already emerged as, is definitely one of the top two way talents, um, in that class, but a guy that was a lot of fun to watch for that off-speed athletics blue team. And, uh, really competes well and a guy that has a really exciting future. Yeah. My next guy is Ethan Kroll uh, from Colorado, 2024 DBU commit um, 10 innings, 21 strikeouts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so that's man. Uh, by my account, that is pretty good, but uh, really exciting. He, and he also had the immaculate inning. Nine oh, pitches. Wow. We have video of that too. Um, yeah. Nine TCU. pitches. Nine that's strikes. incredible three strikeouts but yeah he man that guy i i'm i'm very excited to see what that guy turns out to be in a couple of years because he he's a guy that i mean i hate to say it but he may not end up at dbu because he may be he may be hearing his name called pretty early on right uh, if he continues to develop at the pace that he's at but really exciting on the mound um home we're getting to see him again this summer and see what kind of jumps he's made yeah, exciting guy. I, I I imagine the the Colorado area scouts probably don't get many high school arms that look like that. So <laughs> he's definitely going to get a lot of scouting attention. Um, next guy for me, Art Perez, played for the Houston Athletics. Gold. Every time I saw him, man, he, he just hits, put the ball in play a lot. Um, not the most physical guy. He's not going to wow you with the measurables and and the tools and things like that. But he really puts the bat on the ball and hardly ever strikes out. Uh, a lot of quality instincts. He's a two-way guy, throws strikes in the mouth from the left-handed side, goes to Milby in the Houston area. He's uncommitted. But I think that he's going to be a little hidden gem for somebody. He's a name that I've passed along to a few colleges uh, because every time I saw him, he hit. I mean, he hit 443 and 79 at-bats. We're not talking about a small sample. Um, right. I mean, it was very consistent over the course of the summer. But uh, a fun guy to watch. Uh, he was in the middle of that Milby lineup last year that had a deep run there and uh i, I think he's gonna have a really good season for them this this year yeah another guy who talking about um big sample over the last couple of years of us getting to see him is ben tryon from mm -hmm. south lake um i know he's had some injuries 
um, over the last couple of years, but um, he's going to be counted on heavily uh, to, you know, replace some of the production that Southlake lost this year. Yeah. Uh, but had a really good summer for UBC national hit 444. Uh, just, just a really good baseball player. Um, I, you know, I keep, keep beating a dead horse on these DBU guys, but just another good find of a really good baseball player that, you know, you, you see him getting into that program and really just taking off. So, um, you know, that stacked back-to-back summers of really good performance uh, for UBC for Ben Tryon. Yeah, speaking of baseball players, Brady Coe for me played for the North Texas Longhorns and, and also played some for the DFW Twins this fall. And another two-way guy that's really skilled. I think he's one of the most skilled players that I've seen in the 2024 class and recently just committed to ACU. Just an awesome pickup for those guys. And they continue to do a heck of a job recruiting. Uh, but hit 386 this summer. Um, and also got on the mound and had a 1.59 ERA in 17.2 innings with 30 strikeouts. He's a strike thrower with with multiple pitches. He can hit. He's got, you know, we've got video of him making highlight plays defensively at shortstop. Like he's just a really good baseball player. And there's a high level of skill there. And I saw some stuff he posted online from the weight room as well. He's a strong kid. Um, yeah. I, I think that he's still growing into his body. I think there's still some projection there, but uh, really, really exciting get for ACU. And uh, he's going to be another standout guy at Allen High School this upcoming season. Yeah, definitely. He, son of a coach, too. So, you know, you know, you know, you're getting those instincts from yeah. him and just kind of a, a baseball rat. But uh, yeah, big fan of Brady. Congrats to him. Congrats to ACU for getting that done. Um, he's he fits that program, what they kind of what they do as a uh, as a team. And just, you know, you see a lot of these guys commit to places. And he, he like we talk about that fit being so important. And I think that's a great spot for Brady. Um, my next guy is Caden Sorrell um from marcus another marcus guy um another ubc uh national guy uh, hit 422 with three home runs uh also had 11 stolen bases but he's a guy that just really good athlete um mm. really good numbers got to talk to his coach sherman uh from marcus earlier this week and just raves about his athleticism um and you know he's just a very confident kid uh, doesn't say a whole lot, not a big rah-rah guy, but really good baseball player, just makes stuff happen. Um, had a really good uh, Connie Mack World Series qualifier for us last year. Um, and every time I've seen him, he he makes something happen. He just he just finds a way to contribute to winning baseball. Um, you know, and a lot of that's the environments he's played in, both at Flower Mount Marcus and with UBC. So he's played, played in a lot of big games. Um, I know the AM staff is really excited about him and they should be because he's, you know, he's, I, I'm interested to see how, how similar he looks to, um, you know, to Jace Laviolette. Yeah. You know, I, I think there's some, there's some similarities there, both big, athletic, strong. Um, so it'll be, it'll, it'll be, I'm curious to see how he makes a jump this spring. Uh, but so far everything, everything makes sense what he does on the field and just a, a really good athlete and a really good player. Yeah, a lot of bat speed there, um, yes. which, you know, the more we study that, the more we know how much it translates and correlates to success at the next level. Uh, I'm going to go back to Allen High School at Chandler Hart in the 2026 class, up yeah. to 90 miles an hour in our our, uh, our Bregman World Series event, uh, struck out 14 guys in seven innings with a 1.29 ERA. He also hit 621. Uh, so just a ridiculous <laughs> summer for a guy that, like, 
is unquestionably one of the top talents already in the 2026 class. Um, and it's got an immensely bright future. I mean, he's already thrown 90 from the left-hand side uh, as a 2026 prospect, just a guy that's uh, going to be extremely fun to follow his, his career um, as it's, as it's just getting going uh, there at Allen high school. Yeah. He's, he's a monster. There's no other way to say it. <laughs> I mean, he's just, yeah, he's just one, he's of the, one of those guys. Yeah. He's one of those guys that if he's playing one of your events, you know where he's playing at all times and you want to, you'll make, you'll make time to go watch him play. Cause he's yep. just, a, he's a special player. And um, you know, like I said, one of the best in that, in that class for sure. Uh, my next guy, I'm going to move down to Houston, uh, go with Dawson Park, Texas, Texas state commit mm-hmm. Magnolia West uh, played for the Houston heat 24 group. Um, really played well, uh, for us, um, hit well, uh, hit 406, 11 RBIs. Um, he's a guy that we talk about fitting a program. I'm really excited to see what he does with coach trout in that Texas state. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I've been a big fan of his since gosh, 2021 summer. Um, and, uh, it's just a lot of tools, um, carries himself a ton of confidence. I really, really like him as a player. I'm going to go out to Hawaii with Cohen Goaz uh, from Mid-Pacific High School out there. Hit 452 this summer. Also got in the mound a little bit, four strikeouts in three innings. But um, definitely one of my favorite swings and favorite hitters that I saw in that 2024 class this summer. Um, unsurprisingly, it translated to a lot of success in our events. Uh, played with that. He played at the Hawaii Baseball Group. They also played at the Hawaii Elite uh, 2G Toro program that came out to our our Pledge World Series event, which is where I saw him there. Um, infielder and, and the bat really sticks out. Another one of those guys that I think D1 programs are, are definitely going to spend a little time on the island recruiting him because he's got a really bright future. Yeah, no doubt. Like he he's one of those guys that was really fun to watch. So the Hawaii team just had a lot of energy. And yes. it, I, I'm I'm really looking forward to them coming back out. Uh just just because they're fun, man, and they compete, they play hard. Um, and they just seem to have fun doing it. So yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good one. Um, another guy that's going to help keep putting Hawaii baseball on the map for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, my next guy, Dylan Cheek. Uh, I'm going to go with the Homer pick uh, from here, <laughs> here, here, here in Rockwall. Uh, Plays for the Dallas Tigers, Tankful. But man, he he's he's an electric player. Uh, reminds you a little bit of Jet at that age. Just okay. He's a guy that that everyone knows about. Really athletic. Can play you know middle infield. Can play center field. Uh, just a good baseball player with a lot of tools. Uh, I know a lot of people know about him, uh, but he's he's always produced. Um, excited to see him this year. I'm excited to see how much time he gets on varsity. I think he's going to have a role. Um, you know, between him and Kendrick and Braden and uh, Pearson Reebok, like they're going to they're going to have some lineup flexibility. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where he ends up in the lineup and how much he moves around, but just a really bright future for Dylan, um, you know, electric player, him and him and Hart, Chandler Hart playing together for a while is, you know, those, those two star players on a team that, and they're not the only two either. So, uh, but yeah, it'll, it'll be fun to watch Dylan play this year, this spring and see what kind of make noise he makes on the varsity level. Yeah. That, that Tigers team was loaded. I mean, golly. Yes. Yeah. Oh man. Um, and these a lot of times they were playing up too. Yeah, um, yeah. There I mean, as you, you got dudes like that. You can you can certainly play up for sure. Um, speaking of dudes, my next guy is Elbert Trey Craig, playing for that Lone Star National twenty twenty four Sanders team from Pantego Christian, uh, Texas A and M commitment. Ended up hitting five hundred this summer. 
And, uh, you know, sometimes we see these guys that, you know, are have a lot of raw power and they they don't really get to it or they kind of sell out for it. But he's at raw power and he can hit. Like there's some real yes. bat to ball skill. He yeah. reminds me a lot of Cole Johnson because, you know, yeah. Big Cole's got the power, but Big Cole can actually – he can hit. Um, yeah. And I think that's the same for for Trey Craig as well. So um, a guy that's a, a multi-sport guy there at Pantigo Christian and wasn't surprised to see the Texas A&M jumped on him after the summer that he had. Yeah. Uh, another guy going back out to New Mexico, Gene Trujillo. Yeah. Um, monster power. Monster power. Um He's, you know, for, for two years now, he's put up big numbers in our stuff. Um, and he has launched some balls out at Melissa that just, you know, you, you can barely see where they land. Mm-hmm. Uh, but recently signed with New Mexico. So good get for the Lobos, get stay, him stay home um, in his home state. But yeah, just another guy in that ABA program that really, really can play baseball and knows how to hit. And a really good student too, uh, 3.9 GPA at St. Pius High School out there in Albuquerque. So yeah. good for him. One of my favorite swings definitely to watch because um, it's 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 fun there. Uh, this is a definite homer pick for me. I'm planting my flag for this guy. Um, Isaiah Castaneda, 2024 prospect from Pearland. Um, he's special. And I, I saw him at uh, 12 scout day. Then he came out to the um, to the pudge and, and you've seen him a couple other places as well. And it's, it's a really special two-way talent. And this exciting thing is like, he's not like the most like extremely polished million rep kind of guy. There's still some, there's still some rawness, not in a bad way, but it's just like, he's still learning a lot about, you know, how to pitch, how to play the game and do things like that. But a lot of natural hitting ability, a lot of natural athleticism, He's been up to, I believe, 92 on the mound from the right side, and it's it's pretty easy. Um, he can play all over the diamond, outfield, third base, put him out there. I mean, I think he's going to be an above-average runner as well. Certainly one of the best 2024 prospects in the state. Uh, another Pearland guy, and I'm super excited to watch him this upcoming season because he really made a big jump this summer, and it showed the numbers at 452. And he had a 0.53 ERA in 17 innings. So a really exciting prospect. Yeah, you know, you, you've mentioned Pearland a lot. Another program that we talk about a lot uh, is Lake Creek. Uh, so I'm going to go with Jace Newkirk. Mm-hmm. Uh, played for Wheelhouse Baseball. But 19 innings, had a sub-1 ERA. Came Oof. in at point, point nine five, 19 strikeouts. Uh, but competitor, um, you know, he's, he's a guy that just a good baseball player um and fits in great in that that really good uh lake creek lineup um but he was the district uh five 25a newcomer of the year um not the biggest guy in the world but just a competitor and gets yeah. after it so he's going to be a guy that's going to find a role on, on a college uh roster at some point and and just because he knows how to pitch and he knows yeah. and he competes so um, excited to see him play with Lake Creek this summer or this yeah. spring. Sorry, yeah, he emerged as like a major dude for them in the playoffs. Um, yeah. and that's that's not easy at Lake Creek because we know how talented they are. Uh, I would go to the 2025 class, Jalen Watkins. Um, from is it Saxy? You're the Dallas yeah. guy, yep, yep. Um, two way talent, and man, we have some some really good video of him. Um, uh, because He's played in a lot of our stuff, but he's also performed majorly. I mean, he hit 385 this summer, three homers, eight steals. He got on the mound in 27 and two-thirds innings with 38 strikeouts and 2.28 ERA. 
And he's just a, not only is he a really good athlete, um, he's a skilled baseball player too. And just a super exciting, fun guy to watch. He's just like a, I feel like every time he played, there was just like a highlight play at some point, whether it was with the legs, the bat, defense on the mound, whatever it is, um, you know, exciting player uh, for that 2025 Dallas Tigers Cecil team there, but um, certainly somebody to watch in the 2025 class for sure. Yeah, and another 25 for me, Jody Murillo. He's just one of my favorites. Uh, you know, big left-handed hitter, left-handed pitcher, uh, just a baseball player. You know, he's just everything he does is pretty smooth. You know, he runs as, as a hitter. I think I finally kind of settled on him as like a Rafael Palmero type guy. Okay. But got a lot of power the opposite way. Um, you know, and he's just continuing to get stronger. Uh, but hit 455 in our events, 22 RBIs um 10 stolen bases through 20 innings um you know racked up some strikeouts uh just you know he's a guy that's always fun to watch it it always surprises me like you know when you see some of these numbers you're like man this guy you know only hit 455 because it felt like he hit about 800 <laughs> yeah, watching him play. <laughs> but you know just finds a way to produce in big in big moments but you know hit a opposite field walk off home run in one of our events but just just a really fun player and, and an awesome kid. I really like watching him play. Yeah. Speaking of really like watching guys play, um, Caleb Thomas from the Brantford Institute in Canada. Remember seeing him on the mound. I, I didn't know anything about him. I mean, I just, I, I'm not very intimately familiar with, with Canadian prospects, but I knew when those guys were coming down uh, to play uh, in, in our stuff, I was like, okay, I know they're really good. And uh, he got on the mound and it was like between him and Steven Sepulveda for like the best slider at that event, because they were both really, really good. And um, Caleb was up to 90 miles an hour, uh, Missouri state, uh, probably signee now, um, definitely a commitment at the time. There it was up to 90, but he held his stuff and he just threw that slider for a strike. Whenever he wanted to, he could bury yeah, it, it nasty. put it over the plate early on. Super fun guy to watch. Um, from that Mississauga Tigers program um, out of Canada. And uh, we loved having them in our events, man. It was a lot of fun. Um, we know Canadian baseball is just kind of on the up and up. I mean, I feel like, you know, we saw Miles Naylor out there at Area Code. But I feel like every time I look up, you know, each each cycle, there's more and more guys um, coming out of that area. So Caleb Thomas, definitely one of my favorite arms that I saw this summer. And unsurprisingly, um, had a uh, 1.00 ERA in 18 innings with 29 strikeouts and just three walks. Uh, yeah, that'll so work. Dominant, dominant performance and against really good competition. Yeah, and I'm, I'm actually going to say on that same Mississauga team uh, with Keisha Tebeck, uh, mm -hmm. 2023 from North Park Secondary. Uh, but in 33 at-bats, had five doubles, a triple, three home runs, and 12 RBIs. Um then just can really, really hit. He was, he was fun. That, that Mississauga team was really fun uh, getting to watch them play and go pretty far in our event. But, um, but yeah, that you're right about the Canadian baseball, man. It's, there's some gyms up there. When I was in Texas, we, we, we recruited a couple kids from Canada and mm -hmm. man, you, you can really find some big, strong kids. Um, a lot of them have played hockey also, which as we know, like translates a lot to hitting. We've had, seen a lot of guys that, can really hit the I have the hand eye coordination that came from hockey. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, so that yeah, Keshav was another fun one on that same Mississauga team. Yeah, that team was was fun to watch for sure. Yeah, I never really thought that about the hockey guys, but yeah, it makes sense. You know, you've got to you to skate and hold the stick 
and, you know, hit the puck. Like you got to have some skill to do that for sure. Um, I'm going to go to Willis high school in 2024 class, uh, recent rice commitment. Max KL had a really, really strong summer, um, 20 innings pitched 1.80 ERA, 39 strikeouts in 20 innings, um, and just 11 walks as well. But, um, upside lefty, um, you know, we've got some really good video of him when he's down in our Houston college championships event, when he punched out 12 guys and didn't give up a hit, um, through 6.2 innings on the mound. So, um, fun prospect, uh, not surprised to see Rice jump on that one, uh, from Willis high school there, because he had a really strong summer and we know lefties from that side, they got that stuff working with the upside are definitely attractive prospects for sure. Yeah, I'm going to go out to uh, another Colorado kid, Phoenix West, uh, from the Rocky Mountain Club. Hit 636, 14 Ooh. for 22 with a double, three triples, 16 RBIs uh, in our event. But, yeah, Phoenix Phoenix could really swing it. Um, that group, that Rocky Mountain group, had some guys that could really, really play the game. And, you know, like you said, like Colorado is another one of those spots that you can find some hidden gems. Yeah, uh, just like you were talking about with Canada, but yeah, Phoenix West uh, had a really, really good event for us. Uh, I'm gonna go out to California to powerhouse Orange Lutheran for Nick Peterson because my man put up one of the most insane strikeout to walk ratios I've seen this summer, and in 26 innings with a 1.07 ERA, he struck out 41 guys and only walked three. Uh, that is, we're talking like Justin Lampkin, ridiculous level strikeout the walk ratio in 26 innings, uh, played for the, the Tustin Scorpions out there in California, but Nick Peterson, left-handed pitcher from Orange Lutheran in the 2023 class. Uh, my man was dealing, uh, this summer for sure, because that is a stupid, good strikeout the walk ratio. Um, and we've got some good video of him. The cool thing Jeff did about this list is, you know, there's video for all of these guys. So it's just, it's mm -hmm. fun to go through. And you know, if you just like baseball, you just go through and watch, the, watch a clip of these guys and kind of send you through a rabbit hole watching a bunch of video on there. But yeah, go check out some video of my man, Nick Peterson, because he had a heck of a summer out in California. Yeah. Another one of our guys got from great fine Ryan Williams, the catcher plays for the dirt bags uh, through 89 at bats hit 472. Uh, with 11 doubles, five triples, and a home run, 26 RBIs. Um, you know, he, he's a guy that is so, – some programs going to get a really good player in Ryan Williams. Mm -hmm. uh, but he's just a, a, another one of the long list of guys at Grapevine that, you know, they're, they're, they're slowly making themselves a team that, like, you're just going to have to get out and watch because yeah. they are just racking up commitments on that team. Um, I, I know that they play good baseball over there. Um, and, and Ryan's another one of our favorites on that dirt bag program too. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I feel like grapevine lately. I just feel like I look up and, you know, every couple of weeks they've, they've, uh, they've added a commitment, um, to the list somewhere and, uh, yeah, they're definitely on the up and up there. Um, I'm going to go back out to California for Riley Borges, the 2024 class, um, infielder hit 571. Um, with nine walks, uh, just got some really good hitting feel from the left side, some gap to gap juice, um, standout guy in California for the NorCal baseball, um, program out there, their 2024 team, but Riley Borges from Am Amador Valley, California, uh, swung the bat extremely well, um, this summer out on the West coast. 
But yeah, uh, I'm going to go come back to Texas uh, for a five-star uh, performance, 24-player Timothy Haynes, two-way guy. Uh, had a really big event for us. Um, in 16 innings, had 13 strikeouts, uh, .56 ERA, mm. uh, five doubles, triple home run, 16 RBIs, just a really uh, productive player. Um, just hits in the middle of the lineup, drives guys in, uh, throws high high quality innings for that team. Uh, but yeah, he, he's just a guy that sticks out every time you see him play. I'm going to go out to Utah, to Snow Canyon, uh, 24 prospect talent Kelly um, from the CBA Baseball Summit 16U program. And uh, a ridiculous stat line, uh, two-way talent. He hit 513 and 35 at bats uh, with a homer, 13 RBI. Uh, got on the mound and struck out 15 guys in six innings. And uh, Aaron Cable's got some really good stuff on him online. Um, and to, he had in our uh, – in our Arizona Summer Classic event, he had multiple player of the games. Uh, went six for seven with four doubles, two homers. And then on the mound, he had 15 strikeouts in six innings. It was up to 88 miles an hour. Uh, that is that is ridiculous. Uh, that is really, really good. And uh, my man is still uncommitted. So um, he's, he's definitely going to be a guy that should be in high demand um, out there from Utah. But... Uh, we got some really good stuff on him, but Talon Kelly, man, heck of a summer for that guy in a big, big time two-way talent already out of Utah. Yeah, and I'm going to – my last guy is Will Johnson from Prestonwood, a uh, recent UTA signing, uh, hit 423 over 52 yeah, at-bats, nine doubles, uh, 10 RBIs, had eight stolen bases uh, on the summer in our events. Uh, but – just a, he's one of those guys that's just kind of in the middle of everything. Yeah, I know he was he was in the middle of some chirping it over at DBU during the TSA game, but just a just a guy that plays with a lot of confidence, has some swagger, um, mm-hmm. and he's going to be a you know a huge contributor on that PCA team uh, over there with Coach Valade. So excited to see him this spring as well. Yeah, my last guy here. I'm I'm going to give some love to Tanner Wiggins because um, he kind of burst onto the scene this summer, but was a guy that I felt like every like event we had for his class, like he was, he was there pitching, you know, it was just, yeah. it's fun to know that like you look at the schedule and it's just like, Oh man, you get, you know, you get to see a guy throwing low nineties with, with a good breaking ball again, you know, and just, he competed all summer long, um, 29 innings, 45 strikeouts, only a 2.17 ERA. Uh, just a guy that just loves getting on the mound and getting after people. Um, and a fun guy to watch. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe he's a Weatherford, uh, Weatherford commitment. Um, mm-hmm. but I think he's a he's a, that's a great fit for him because he is an ideal guy that could be one of those guys that takes a jump. Um, gets a lot of innings at the junior college, like good junior college program, and could take off. Whether that's take off to the draft level or whether that's take off to a major D1 level, whatever it is, I think he's an ideal candidate to that. But um, it's really appreciated him because I feel like I saw him so many times this summer and it was always consistent and um, he just really competed and got after guys and um, threw really hard and it turned into a commitment for him. I'm surprised him, a guy that's a uh, temple Christian. I imagine um, he's going to be uh he's going to be a tough guy to handle in his district uh, on the mound for those guys. But yeah. It, uh, yeah. Again, what, you get the five this? tool. Fivetool.org, and, and we've got a long, long list of our all-summer honorable mention guys. And, uh, we didn't mention a ton of dudes 
Um, but again, Jeff did a really great job of, of going through there. And our video team did an awesome job of, you know, it's it's cool to have video on like every single one of these guys. Um, it's yeah. just it's it's fun to go through and look at them. And just so many guys were were major, major performers there um, in, in the, throughout the summer and our stuff. But, yeah, go to 5tool.org and check out those guys. And uh, it's a fun list that we've done there with the with the all summer team. Yeah, no, I mean, like you said, you can't say enough about Jeff's work on this. It's a huge undertaking, just compiling all the stats, number yeah. one, then building it all out, making the decisions on who who played where. I mean, you can't go wrong with a lot of these guys, but I think Jeff did a really good job of coming up with the guys that that were the, the first team, I guess, versus honorable mention. But, yeah, I mean, it, there's just loads and loads of really good performances across a lot of our events in the summer. So um, kudos to Jeff um, and his team who got all the video, like you said, because a lot of what we do revolves around that. Um, And it makes it a lot easier for us for sure, because, you know, we don't get to see all this stuff um, and, you know, we can only be in so many places at the same time. Um, But having the ability, ability to go back and find some video on guys and, use it to compare and use for the rankings and all that kind of stuff. It's just huge. And Jeff does an incredible job putting all that together for us and uh, makes what we do a lot easier for sure. Yeah. And it's, it's also too, like if you come to, you know, a five tool event and you perform, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be online, you know, like it's, it's a great, great opportunity for you as a player Um, come out, perform and, and, you know, you come out and swing the bat extreme well, man, we're going to document it. It's going to be online. You come out pitch fairly well, we're going to have that. It's going to be online. And uh, it's, it's just a great opportunity um, for players from an exposure standpoint because um, we're going to transition here to a little little recruiting talk. But I, I know and you know that like when these college coaches go out in the summer and they're watching guys and stuff, when they're not at games, what's one of the things they're doing? they're going on Twitter and searching guys and they're trying to yeah. learn about the guy and they're trying to find video and man, I thought this guy was good. Let me see what it's, you know, if he's got any other stuff online. Oh, there he is at a, he's at the five tool West world series. Oh, wow. He hit six for seven, hit two homers. And yeah, the swing looks the same, you know? So that's just, it's an important resource because these guys just can only, they might only see you once. So they might only see you for three innings, you know, mm-hmm. but you might've did something that they like. It's like, all right, I'm going to jot his name down. Then when I have some free time, what am I going to do? I'm going to go try to find some video on him or go try to find something uh, about this player to see if I want to keep digging on him. So uh, it's an incredible resource. And, um, you know, we we work really hard of trying as much as we can to document um, the standout performances. And there are plenty of them uh, throughout this all-summer group. But uh, right now it's kind of, you know, I I was joking with a guy last night. Um, it was calling me about a couple of players and uh, it's like the only time of the year where baseball kind of shuts down. So it's, it's also a recruiting transition time too. Um, you know, with the fall seasons ending for the colleges, they're trying to figure out the rosters. Um, you know, they're kind of transitioning to what they're focusing on recruiting and stuff like that. So um, yeah, I, I know parents and players are kind of thinking about the process and things like that, especially those younger players. But, you know, as Drew's with your background at, at being at Texas for so long, like, from a college program standpoint, what's kind of that time like after the fall when they're kind of looking at their roster, um, you know, and especially now at the transfer portal, we're already seeing guys hit the transfer portal after one semester, but what's that transition like for colleges from the recruiting perspective? Are they thinking about their numbers? Are they kind of turning the page to look ahead to those, those younger classes in the future? Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I always tell people is that, you know, this time of year, 
you've had your freshman group go through the fall or all mm-hmm. your returning guys go through the fall. So you're starting to see some guys making decisions to leave, to go to a junior college or a different school to get more playing time or opportunity. Um, and, you know, I, like we talked about look, checking and having a feel for what programs do. This is a good time to do that because this is a, one of those times of the year when you're getting some roster churn and a lot of roster turnover. Um, and so, you know, you, you'll see a lot of teams, uh, you'll see a lot of teams that have a handful of guys or more, uh, leaving at, at semester to go somewhere else. Um, and I know a lot of junior colleges will be watching uh, some of these D1 rosters and especially some of the places that are notorious for running a bunch of guys off at, at the break or yeah. whether the kids make their own decision because they, you know, they've gone through the fall and they just don't think they're going to get an opportunity to play a lot. You know, th- those are some discussions that are had at this, this point in the year a lot. So it's just something that's kind of on the uptick and, and then that'll change, um, you know, that can, can, that can change what a program's looking for in the spring, whether it's a junior college or a D one or whoever it might be, you know, if they've acquired some guys at the break, that's, that's something that they may not need anymore for next yeah. year. And then vice versa, you know, if, if you're a D one and, you know, you had a guy that either left on his own volition or, or you, you know, suggested they leave to go to a junior college to get some more playing time. Um, you know, they may have different needs for next fall, uh, mm-hmm. needs that they didn't think they have. So when we talk about some spots coming open in the spring, that's part of why you see some of that happen. And, um, you know, for some people it's, it's an uncomfortable time. Obviously, you don't, I don't think anyone ever enjoys cutting people. Um, yeah. and definitely no one enjoys being cut. Um, uh, but there's a lot of, there's a long list of guys that, you know, then ended up making it to the big leagues because, they left a place in the after the fall and just because they thought they weren't going to get enough opportunity. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that may be warranted and sometimes it may be not. Some people just need to play more, you yeah. know, and if you think you're not going to play, like, you know, it, it can hurt your development by not playing in the spring. Some people, it can help their development. Some people need to sit and watch and, and learn some stuff and they just aren't ready, but they're going to have a chance to make a big uh, impact on a program. But that's why we say you just can't get too caught up in what, the person to the left or the person to the right of you is doing um, just because everyone's situation is different. Everyone's yeah. at a different uh, point in their developmental needs. Um, so, you know, it's just something that, you know, going through the recruiting process, if you're not committed, if you are committed, just kind of look around and pay attention and see who um, see who's in that boat and, yeah. you know, have an idea of who's losing people now and might need some people in the spring. So, uh, you know, it, a lot, you can see a lot of it on Twitter. That's probably the easiest place to find it. Um, or you can go on some of the school's websites if you're familiar with them and check and see the rosters and then compare it against Twitter. You know, a lot of times that'll be the best place to verify stuff from kids. Um, some schools do a better job of updating their roster as it goes. Uh, but, but yeah, it's, it's just, it's kind of that time of the year. Um, just one of the two big, uh, areas of t- turnover for these college programs. Yeah. 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 A lot of turnover. And yeah, it's, I think it's, it's one of the best times for you as a recruiter or parent or whomever uh, to be proactive because, you know, when these guys, you know, can't be on the field working out with their guys and their, their fall off seasons have ended, they kind of, they're looking for something to do, you know, like yeah. it's a great time that like, Hey, um, especially you younger guys, like be proactive, you know, like reach out to these programs, especially if you've got some good video, um, you know, just hit them with a lot of the important stuff. 
um, contact information for your coaches, GPA, class rank, test scores, video, stats if you have it. You know, don't send them novels, you know, via uh, DM or email or whatever. But it's a really good time for you as a player to kind of take stock in, in, in where you are as a prospect right now, but to right. kind of come up with your plan for the summer. Because once the spring starts, you're going to be focused on the spring and the spring's going to fly by and it's going to go straight into the summer. Literally, we see guys the next day go play with their summer team after their, their high school season ends. And we know how fast and fierce the summer goes. And, you know, I feel like sometimes I talk to parents and they kind of get to September and they're like, Oh, well, what, what, what do we need to be doing? You know? And it's like, well, plan ahead. So when you get into that summer part, you kind of know, okay, this is where we think we stand. This is where our interest level is. Maybe we want to go to see this college and go to their camp at this point, you know, and because of the college camps start getting going in the summer and things like that. And they're still kind of going right now as well. I know some programs have some camps that kind of go into December. So those are obviously opportunities as well, but I think it's a great time for, for parents and players to be proactive and to, to come up with, okay, this is kind of our, our, our lack of a better phrase, our plane of attack. Like we're going to reach out to these programs. We're going to try to establish a relationship. We're going to, you know, here's some film that I got from the summer, you know, here's who I am as a player, you know, uh, you know, especially if you're uh, 2026, 2025, 2024, um, you know, that's really what, that's really a great time to be doing that is right now because things just kind of stop and you can kind of have a better opportunity to get those coaches attention because uh, they're not able to do anything. They're not coaching right now. They're not able to be out there with those guys and it's an opportunity to kind of get on their radar because a lot of those programs are starting to kind of think forward of, okay, We've got a pretty good feel for what our 2023 group is starting to get a pretty good feel of what our 20, uh, 24 group is. Maybe they're starting to peak in the 25s a little bit. A lot of them aren't, but some are, you know, they're definitely building their list of guys they have interest in that they want to go out maybe in the spring and definitely in the summer and go out and see. So I think it's a great time transition period uh, for parents and players to, uh, to try to come up with a plan and try to get on the, some, some radars and try to get some relationships building because, um, coaches, you kind of they kind of start to turn their attention to other things because they can't work out their team right now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's there, it's definitely a planning period. Um, it's kind of a catch your breath, if you will. Uh, people finishing up the fall. Uh, this is about the only time that some of these coaches get really any downtime. Um, and like you said, it's a lot of it's spent planning, uh, roster mm -hmm. management, stuff like that. So yeah, I think that's that's a that's a really good point. Um, you know, it's, it's a good time to reach out because there's a chance that they might have some time to look into stuff and watch video and all that yeah. when they're not either out on the road recruiting or in the middle of their season. Um, and, you know, too, the, a lot of the the players are, they're getting ready to go through finals or maybe in the middle of finals right yeah. now. So, you know, they're just not going to have as much contact with their team as they are usually used to at this time of the year. So it just kind of gives them a little bit more time to to do some of those things. So, yeah. um, so yeah, I think that's a really good point reaching out to some of them. And like you said, don't, don't, don't waste their time uh, with novels and right. information yeah. that's not um, super pertinent, but if you can give them their, give them your schedule, tell them where you're going to be, mm. make it as easy as, yes. as you can for them to find you and find information. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, if you're planning on doing some camps, reach out and make sure they know you're coming and yep provide them with info that they're kind of have an idea what they're looking for. So yeah. um, it's a good point. Yeah. That. It's like us right now. Like, you know, we watch a ton of video and, and ask around about players and stuff because we can't be at games or, 
yeah. camps or showcases or anything going on. And, and I think college coaches are like that as well. But uh, what we're going to wrap up here with, with something we started doing uh, last podcast is kind of highlighting some guys um, outside the state of Texas. And, you know, we're doing so much great stuff out in Arizona and California and New Mexico and Colorado and Utah. Um, you know, it, it's fun to look through our coverage out of the fall and just find a bunch of, you know, standout performances and exciting prospects. And um, I believe, I think all five of my guys are, are uncommitted. I screwed up last time um, with, with the, uh, oh, was the name escapes me right now, but the lefty from New Mexico, I was stunned, was uncommitted. Well, it turns out he committed like two days after that video I saw. And I just yeah. hadn't seen it on his profile because he didn't have it pinned yeah. when I went into their page there. So um makes sense i was like yeah this guy shouldn't be uncommitted you know it turns out he wasn't he he's not in college yeah so uh i'm gonna start in arizona with uh with andrew johnson from gilbert high school one of the more well-known high schools out there in the state of arizona uh two-way guy first baseman left-handed pitcher um i think i like him a little bit more as a hitter but um he had a great fall put up monster stats in our event um his hands work well i liked how he tracked pitches I think he's got some raw power that he's going to tap tap into. Um, he's got some barrel feel. And my man is a multi-sport athlete. I think he plays like three sports, uh, but he was a first-team all-region offensive lineman at Gilbert High School as well. Uh, but Andrew Johnson can swing it, man, from the left side. Uh, fun player, some gap-to-gap juice already. I think he's going to grow into even more power. Uh, should be a guy that's on the radar of a lot of programs out there in Arizona. Yeah, I'm going to say in Arizona, 2024 uh, middle infielder Jesse Aguirre from Queen Creek High School plays for the Los Banditos program, uh, but got some some real pop, um, he has an easy bat path, uh, makes a lot of contact. Uh, one of the things I like watching with him is he's really, really aggressive out of the box. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always like those guys. Um, it's just something that if I'm watching games, you know, we tell the guys to run hard and people notice it. Um, Jesse does that. And if you look through some of his videos, um, you can see that he put, he just seems to play hard a lot. And then, you know, uh, remember that Queen Creek team, uh, they actually beat Hamilton last year in at least one. Game. I'm not surprised. So, yeah. When another good. Queen Creek guy, Jet Berry. Yeah, guy, Jet Barry is a Queen Creek guy, so it'd be interesting to see. Maybe him and Jesse are turning two up the middle this spring, but yeah, really, really good player. Um, you know, I think there's, you know, he has an opportunity to get a little bit stronger too, and when he does, man, he like, I mean, he he hits the ball for he, a lot of extra base hits. It looks yep. like um, scrolling through his stuff, but um, you know, good baseball player has good actions. Obviously, has a good feel for what he's trying to do at the plate. I'm going to go out to California and go to Lincoln High School for uh, for Ray Olivas. And uh, I, I really like what I saw on the mound. Um, you know, he's got some projection physically, high-waisted athlete. Uh, I like the frame. I think it's going to fill out some of the future. Kind of got that loose arm working. I think there's some present pitchability. Uh, true slider shape. That's already wrapping up the swings and, mitches, swings and misses. Um, I think it's going to be a weapon in the future. He's got a legitimate feel for a changeup. Um, you know, he's got kind of a attacks guys with a lower, you know, three quarter slot, but there's going to be some strike throwing in there as well. Um, a guy that's uncommitted right now. And, uh, if I remember correctly, um, I think he's a pretty strong, uh, academic guy as well, but, um, yeah, see, I love, like, this is a good lesson for, for players, man. He's got his high school, he's got his summer team, he's got his velocity, he's got his email, he's got his phone number and he's got his GPA and his class on his Twitter profile. Like that is how it's done. Um, that's going to help him out. But uh, Raymond Olivares, 
uh, excuse me, Olavas uh, for the Trojans baseball uh, was really good this fall for us out in our California events. Yeah, I'm going to go out to California also for my next four guys. But uh, Austin Boatwright, 2025 middle infielder from Servite in Anaheim, uh, plays for TB SoCal. But he's a guy that uses all fields to hit. Um, he has some balls taken it the other way, hits a lot of hard line drives to the outfield um, and has some doubles that you can see that if he's a guy that gains some strength, those doubles might turn into home runs. Uh, but there's some definite pop already um, mm-hmm. for a for a thin 25 infielder. Uh, but he's a guy that you can see getting stronger and just turning those uh, those doubles into home runs, singles into doubles and triples. Uh, really exciting player for the 2025 Servite product. I'm going to stay in the 2024 class right-handed pitcher, uh, Nate Wedderburn from Monterey High School. And uh, really good stuff up from him online. There's a lot to like. Um, he was the pitcher of the year last year in his division. Uh, there's advanced feel for spinning a you know 12-6 hook. It's got some depth. It's sharp. He also throws a slider as well. It's, it's an easy, repeatable delivery. I'm a big fan of the steady head guys when they pitch, you know, not the huge, big head whack um, steady head. When he throws, that's going to help him with his command. Um, he's going to fill out. I think this is a future D one arm, you know, just checks a lot of boxes that you look for in terms of what the body looks like, the delivery the arm, and especially the feel for spinning, you know, two breaking balls. Um, you don't often see that with, with younger pitchers, but uh, 2024 Nate Wetterburn from Monterey high school out in California uh, we've got some good stuff of him online that coaches should check out for sure. Yeah. And my next three guys are 23s that are guys that you look at and you're just like, how are these guys not committed? Um, <laughs> you know, and I, I don't know. I mean, California junior college may just be later in general, but man, like these guys are, these are guys that can play at the D one level. Um, all three of them are very, very strong and physical athletes, but I'm going to start with Jeremiah Robles uh, from orange Lutheran powerhouse program there with coach Borba plays for the top speed. Um, he's a first baseman lists himself as an outfielder and left-handed pitcher too, but uh, physical, physical left-handed bat um, just really, really strong has a lot of bat speed. Uh, one thing I noticed too, is that there was a couple of times where he, like a little bit off balance in his swing, but he's strong enough to, you know, hit it the other way, mm-hmm. uh, get some extra base hits when he's not, not totally in balance, but he's a, like I said, a big, strong kid that can really, really hit. And obviously, you know, if he's in that orange Lutheran program that he's got good coaching and yeah. has been around a lot of good, a lot of good baseball. So yeah, Jeremiah, I think he goes by JJ sometimes, but uh, Jeremiah JJ Robles from orange Lutheran in 2023, he's going to be a guy that has a chance to definitely play at the next level for sure. Yeah. If you're doing things at that program, um, you've got to be a, a heck of a player. So um, he's he's got to get an opportunity sooner or later, I would think. I'm going to stay in the 2023 class as well in California from El Moderna High School right-hand pitcher Brandon Gutierrez. Um, I like looking at this arm. as quick, worked well out front. Um, he's a little bit undersized, but he gets to the velocity as well. Uh, he's got a really tight breaking ball that's already racking up some swings and misses. Uh, we've got some good video of him online as well. Uh, he was up to 88 miles an hour um, in our SoCal Fall Qualifier event this fall. Um, you know, curveball at 74 to 76 miles an hour. So, uh, fun guy to watch. Uh, definitely a guy that, that to me, is more than talented enough to keep pitching at the next level um, in that 2023 class. And, and uh, last I looked, he was still uncommitted. So, uh, that's Brandon Gutierrez from El Moderna um, High School out in California. 
Yeah, my next guy uh, comes from Modern Day High School, 2023 outfielder Derek Gonzalez. Uh, he's a guy that's caught too in the past, but plays for, played for the Scorpions baseball team, 6'1", 220. He missed a good chunk of the summer. Uh, I think he hurt himself diving for a ball, like something wrong with his finger. Uh, but good arm from the outfield, uh, sub-seven runner, um, strong, like really, really, really strong. He, I know he works with Michael Torres uh, some, but – he uh he can he, he's had a really good fall um including the last couple couple weeks has hit some just monster monster home mm. runs All right one of them wasn't a home run because I think they're like wasn't there's not a fence uh, <laughs> behind left field or or it's like part of it is like way way back there because it's on the on their on a campus um but he hit a ball that off off the bat looks like it's a mile and you can tell like the outfielders are going and there's still like it it lands a long way away but it's not a home run and everyone's surprised that it's not a home run because he crushed it but then he went back and i think earlier this week hit a monster home run just a little bit further down the towards the left field line so it actually was a home run uh over the fence um but yeah so Derek gonzalez modern day big athlete um, he's going to be a guy, I mean, he's got, he's got D1 tools for sure. Um, and like I said, he had a tough time missing some of this past summer. Uh, so this, this spring will be big for him at modern day. Another powerhouse out there. Um, yeah, if you've got some juice hitting at that lineup out there, I'm sure he's going to get some looks for sure. But, um, my last yeah, time, it'll be, gonna... be in our tournament. He'll be in oh, tournament. there we go. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 They're coming down to, uh, Texas played uh yeah maybe we'll see him against the water moccasin um there in that tournament but yeah uh, my last guy I'm gonna go to New Mexico 2023 right-handed pitcher Aiden Joyce um I could not find a Twitter profile for him so um he looked like a guy that should probably be committed right now um but I I couldn't find a Twitter profile out there for him to confirm but I found some really good video of him from one of our events and uh, it was up to 89 miles an hour recently in the fall He's got some hip to shoulder separation. I think that there's some markings in the delivery that say he's going to throw harder in the future, especially as he learns how to become a little bit more efficient with his delivery. And I think the slider's got a chance to be a real weapon and miss some bats as well, especially against righties. It kind of comes at them uh, with a little bit of a funky look there. But uh, uncommitted right-handed arm up to 89. I think he's going to throw even harder in the future. Uh, might be a guy that ends up throwing, you know, in the back end of some bullpen um, somewhere and throwing really hard with a shark slider, but that's Aiden Joyce from Cibola High School, um, in New Mexico. We've got some good video of him online. Yeah, and then my last guy is Ty Cali, another guy who works with Michael Torres from uh, <clears throat> Foothill High School, plays for Orange County Premier. Six four two zero five. Wow, he's a monster, and he can hit. And I, I haven't seen a ton of his pitching. I've seen a couple couple uh, clips of some of his bullpens. But there's definitely something there. Like he he he's got a chance to pitch at the next level. But man, he can really hit. Uh, looks like he's really confident in the box. Knows what he's doing. But big, physical, strong first baseman. Um, he's gonna be he's gonna be a guy that some teams are gonna be looking at this spring. I really think uh, at, at Foothill High School. But um, like I said, a good athlete for someone his size, and really looks like he knows what he's doing in the box. Yeah, six four two oh five. Yeah, that's that's uh putting you ahead of the curve. Um right yeah, there for he's sure. So yeah, we've got video published of all of these guys. So if you're a college coach out there that you know one of these names kind of piqued your interest a little bit, um, we've got some really good stuff online from the fall stuff, but these are all guys that um stood out in, in our fall events um out in Arizona, New Mexico, California on the west coast there. And 
Um, definitely guys that you know we think are, are more than good enough to keep playing at the next level and, and probably will. It's probably just a matter of time uh, for most of these guys. But uh, before we get out of here, Drew, before my wife kicks me out of her office, um, <laughs> I need to know how much pumpkin stuff did you consume at Thanksgiving? Uh, I had these little like these little mini pumpkin cakes. Okay. Yeah, but they were, I don't know, they kind of like, they were almost like little king, mini king cakes. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, they were, they were, I'd never seen them. And I just, the product placement people got me again, like (laughs) usual. Um, But I just happened to be like, oh, I'll take, and they're so small. They're like cute little. Did they make it home at least? (laughs) They, they did. I, I, I was sent to, um, we, we did Thanksgiving at my mom's and I was sent to, uh, figure out dessert and nobody was answering their phone. So I just got a bunch of stuff. And so on Wednesday morning, You're I got like a me. bunch of things. Yeah. So like, I just, I, I kind of felt like I had to show it off too. So I, I allowed it to get home. I was pretty proud of it. And I ate both of, <laughs> I ate both of them, but um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Product placement got you again. Oh man. I just had to know. I was like, I need to know like what kind of pumpkin products did, did, uh, did Drew have at Thanksgiving? So uh yeah well, i'm impressed i made it home though that is that hey, is a feat for you not not pumpkin but uh i guess it's a, just a christmas thing but the sugar cookie toast crunch is back sugar um, cookie toast crunch is that a cinnamon toast crunch yeah, product yeah okay wow yes, okay yeah but sugar cookie and oh it is, boy yeah i saw it last year and i was kind of i i was kind of glad that it was only seasonal because like i don't i, I like I, I shouldn't be eating this but um, I saw it. I, I went to go run an errand and product placement, product like, placement I, got you again. Strikes, yeah. strikes again. Yeah, I was just like, yeah. Marketers, walk, uh, marketers just, just, uh, just love you with the product yeah. placement. They get well, you. Well, it's one of those things like I walked by it and I was like, wait a minute. And did the, you know, uh, cut on the brakes and kind of backed up a little bit. I was like, oh, huh. and it, you know, it's what they say, like, don't go to the grocery store when you're hungry. Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah, I make them mistake that is, a lot. That is uh, directed at me, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel I'm like you, like when people when I I think like I love I do all of our grocery shopping, but like when we're planning anything for like if people are coming over or something, like I overbuy so oh, much. Always, always. And for me, it's chips. Like it's just like oh, we're having a gathering. Like oh, let's get some Doritos and some barbecue and some regular and some pretzels. Yeah, you don't know what dips. everyone likes, and you know. Like, yeah, yeah. And then host, it ends up, and I end up having like three fourths of it because it's always way more than I think I need. So yeah, it's uh, but yeah, I usually do my grocery shopping before I eat lunch and that can usually bite me too. But, um, yeah. you know, since yeah. I know where like everything is, I'm usually pretty efficient getting in and out there, got my podcast going and, and try to get out there as fast as possible. But, uh, well, we hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Um, you know, this time of the year is <laughs> it's, uh, for, for parents, it's both trying, but it's also fun too, especially for kids our age. Cause like, you know, I'm sure Koi's like this too, but Jack is like super into Christmas lights. Oh yeah. You know, we had to convince him that the spiders after Halloween ends, they have to go back to spider Island and they don't come back till next Halloween. And then the turkeys, I do not want to go there. No, me neither. The turkeys have to go back to Turkey Island after Thanksgiving. They, they go rest and they'll come back in Thanksgiving. So now he's super into, uh, he's super into Christmas lights and stuff right now. How do they get there? I don't know. Uh, fortunately, he hasn't asked that question. So um, I haven't had to come up with an explanation for that. Like I'm prepping myself for when we have to explain to him that like we don't have a chimney. So how does Santa Claus get in? I've already thought of that. We leave Santa Claus a special key 
and we put it in an envelope and he's going to mail it to Santa Claus. So Santa Claus has access to our, um, to our house. I would don't actually do that at people. Um, you don't want to give access to your house to random people, but that's how we're going to get through it. Cause we don't have a, uh, we don't have a fireplace and I'm a chimney. So Santa's got to get in the house, um, somehow, but yeah, it's just fun with the lights and everything. And he's, He's like into it, you know, so Santa has done like half of our parenting recently. Oh, Santa Claus is watching Jack. Are you sure yeah. you're supposed to do that? Um, so shout out to Santa for helping us parent our, our child um, a little better um, than we have. Hopefully that's come to come back to bite us, but hope everybody had a Thanksgiving. Hope everybody's going to have a good December, going to have a good holiday season here. Um, you can get the five tool pod and check us out on Instagram, on Twitter and all of our five tool coverage all over the place, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, you know, we, we highlight a lot of these guys with our coverage out in California, Arizona, Utah, Colorado. I mean, it's not just Texas. we got a lot of stuff going on. Um, we are going to have the 2024 Texas rankings coming very soon. Uh, next week at some point, all I have to do is write up uh, the commentary to go with it. And uh, it's a long process, uh, but ended up evaluating, gosh, probably over 250 players and calling coaches and getting their opinions and things like that. Uh, so really excited to put that together there. So look, that, look for that next week. And we're, we're working on a really exciting big project too that's getting very, very close. Um, and we think it's going to be a game changer that we're pumped about. But you got anything else before we get out of here? I got nothing. You got, got nothing? nothing. Uh, probably are you going to watch football this weekend? Yeah. Are, are you yeah. into the conference title games? Is it? I mean, it's kind of yeah. weird if Texas not – you know, I guess we're used to it by now. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been a while. Unfortunately. Yeah. So at least you got the Cowboys. And then I got to say, yeah, I got to say, Kenny Pickett might be winning me over. He might be doing it. I'm going to. He's, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. But, all right. We've, we've, we've talked enough. This is a long one, but we had to make up for, uh, for some lost time. So thanks for tuning in and listening. Uh, until we talk to you all next time, have a great weekend and take care.